Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, the tariff threat by President Trump seems like it might be working. The U.S. and Mexico getting closer to a deal. I'm going to give you all the very interesting details on that. We start tonight, though, by paying tribute to our greatest generation. They made such an incredible sacrifice 75 years ago today on D-Day as the men from our greatest generation, they stormed the beaches in Normandy. Here's the thing, many of them, they knew when they left that boat, that was it. They, they were not coming home when they left that boat. I, I just want all of us to take a moment tonight and put yourself, and they were young men at the time. These were young men at the time. Imagine going into a boat, you know you're about to storm the beaches of Normandy, but as you're driving up to these beaches, you just know, like, hey, this door's about to open on the back of this boat. I know I'm gonna be running into, you know, bombs and fire, and I'm probably never gonna see my family again. I, mean, I just, I get chills just thinking about what these guys were going through, and they're literally storming the beaches. I mean, all kinds of stuff going on around them. It is like the pits of hell, and yet these young men have the courage, the valor, the love of freedom. These guys didn't know us. They had no idea that I was going to be born when I was born, but they went out there because of that love of freedom for future generations. And somehow, I, I would love to say I had it. I don't know if I would. Somehow they found the courage and the valor to go out there and storm these beaches and save many countries. But obviously I'm going to, you know, talk about put America first, the greatest country in the world and the freedoms that you and I get to live in today because these men had such courage and valor. I mean, it really, if that doesn't touch you, I don't know, I don't know what will. Uh, here's what else is interesting. I didn't know this. President Trump uh, was with the president of France earlier today, and they talked about when these young men were storming the beaches of Normandy, it was wave after wave after wave. And here's what I mean by it. A lot of these guys, didn't know, they knew they weren't coming home. Because, for example, President Trump said today that first wave, he was told as he was, you know, going around Normandy earlier today, that first wave that hit the beach, 92% of them didn't make it. Second wave comes in, 80-plus percent of those young men didn't make it. It wasn't until finally that eighth wave of these guys coming in on, you know, the boats, flying in, that finally they sort of, as President Trump said, you know, broke the dam, if you will. So just spend some time tonight, I think, just sort of, taking a moment to realize what it takes to do that, to, to come out of this boat, walk through a living hell, and know that you probably are, you're never gonna see those people you love again. President Trump, uh, I didn't get a chance to see much of it today, but from mostly you hear people that are, you know, uh, we don't like President Trump. Even they were saying he crushed it today at Normandy. Here's some of what he had to say. Your spirit, brave, unyielding, and true, will never die. The blood that they spilled, the tears that they shed, the lives that they gave, the sacrifice that they made, did not just win a battle. It did not just win a war. Those who fought here won a future for our nation. They won the survival of our civilization. And they showed us the way to love, cherish, and defend our way of life 
for many centuries to come. May God bless our great veterans. May God bless our allies. May God bless the heroes of D-Day. And may God bless America. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very, very powerful stuff there from President Trump earlier today. Again, as we pay tribute to what happened 75 years ago today. Uh, Senator Hovind was there as well to pay tribute and commemorate the 75th anniversary of D-Day. I don't know, Chris, if you have this or not, but hopefully there's a picture of Senator Hovind today at Normandy. He had some other pictures that he put out uh, as well. And so uh, my grandpa, he served in World War II to all our outstanding uh, men and women that serve our country, thank you for having the courage and the valor to put your lives on the line so I can sit here and, and do what I do. I cannot thank you enough. All right, big news as well coming out of D.C. today. Progress being made on a deal between the U.S. and Mexico that could possibly, you never know with President Trump, but possibly stop these tariffs from being put on all goods coming in from Mexico that's supposed to start on Monday. Didn't have time to get the soundbite for you, but earlier today, President Trump was on a runway somewhere and basically said, look, these people, these senators, they, they don't understand tariffs. They have no idea what's going on. But I want to share with you, because there is some movement happening, what's going on with this potentially new agreement, folks. And this is very, very big news. We had this graphic, Chris, to show the New York Times put this story up, but I'll share with you what was said. Thank you for this, Christy. Uh, the arrangement being discussed would require migrants to seek asylum in the first safe country they enter. So that obviously would be Mexico. It would mean that people from Guatemala who want refuge in the United States could be quickly sent to Mexico instead. And while those fleeing El Salvador and Honduras who try to enter the United States could be turned away and sent instead to Guatemala. Keep in mind, folks, remember this, we've talked about it here before on the show, but if you're coming up from Central America, we've got this ridiculously stupid law that if you're from the Northern Triangle, we can't send you back. Even if you're a minor in Honduras or whatever says, hey, we want that minor back, our laws won't let us do that. That's how ridiculous it is. So the fact that this may take place, remember we talked about this the other night, we had Cindy Gomez-Shemp on about Mexico possibly being what's called a third safe country. They did not want to do that. They did not want to be a safe nation because then that refuge, that refugee, once they hit that what's called a first place or first country of safety, that's where they need to then file for asylum. Mexico did not want to do that. It sounds like now because of these tariffs and the deal that's being brokered, they now at least are open to that idea. One other thing that we basically broke here last night for you on the show, thanks to Cindy Gomez-Shemp, uh, we, we shared with you what was taking place where they started that sort of migrant um, captive Anyways, they put a bunch of, you know, cops and army people down and troops down on their southern border. That's part of this deal as well. Mexico saying, hey, we're going to put a lot more of our troops down at the southern border. Uh, so this is a major, major piece of movement. Now, we'll see what ends up being done in the final deal. But even if, you know, majority of these things I just share with you end up happening, that will be a big win for the United States of America. They also are going to expand the fact that right now there's about 8,000 asylees that Mexico is keeping in Mexico as they go through the asylum process, they are going to expand that number as well. And I think this is why President Trump said that people don't understand terrorists, because remember, we're the piggy bank. The United States of America, we are the piggy bank. I was doing some homework the other day on what's happening here at our border in Mexico. 
one of the biggest foreign investments that they have in their entire country. It's more than the oil that they sell. One of the biggest foreign investments they have is the money that their illegals that come over here are sending back into the United States. That's how much cash is crossing over our southern border, and we're not taxing it one penny. So Trump using his tariffs to tell Mexico, hey, look, you guys want to play with the Golden Goose? Well, let's play. We're ready to play games here. And it looks like they're starting then to say, all right, we don't want to hurt the Golden Goose that keeps laying these eggs. One thing, other thing I want to mention about the border. Remember this. Um, we've talked about it here before on the show, the idea that terrorists could be coming up to our southern border and explore our ridiculously weak and dumb immigration laws. And many of you would text in the show and go, oh, way to be a fear monger, Berg. That's never going to happen. Check out this report that came out. All right. This report just released today where an actual terrorist that was being given intel from Syria. Please remember that word, Syria. This person went over there. He went over to Syria. He wanted to be part of ISIS. He had some medical conditions. They wouldn't let him serve over in the Middle East. So they thought, hey, you know what we're going to do is we're going to use Westerners now to exploit the southern border and the intel would be coming out of Syria. That is very, very important to note as I talk about potential terrorists coming through our southern border and they wanted to wreak havoc here in our country. The reason I continue to repeat the word Syria, check this out. We've talked before about We Build the Wall Incorporated. They teamed up with Tommy Fisher and Fisher Industries to build that wall down near El Paso with our top foreman, a guy by the name of Mike, he does these sort of, I don't know, their daily, every few days videos down as they're building the wall and talking about the progress they're making. Check this out. This is, I believe, from a day or two ago. Now, I did not get what he says here completely verified. I made some phone calls. I'm still waiting on, you know, complete verification. But let's just for a moment, if this is true, listen closely to what Foreman Mike here had to say. But people, we have to talk. This is a critical critical junction where the cartels as well as the illegals and human sex traffickers are using people it's terrible seven syrians were caught here saturday night by our people our people did you hear that folks he just said seven syrians were caught there saturday night by his construction guys that are down there building the wall seven syrians we also were told well there's no Middle Easterners that are coming up here. It's just, you know, a bunch of Central Americans and Mexicans. That's the only kind of people that are trying to penetrate our southern border. Again, assuming that that's true, let's say it is seven Syrians that, thanks to Foreman Mike, he ended up catching as they're building the wall. All right, some other big news happened here locally. Presidential candidate in Minnesota U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar was in Fargo today. She was at Atomic Coffee. I think any and every time you can have a presidential candidate right here in our area, it's an outstanding thing for our community. So. It was a fun little event. Senator Klobuchar, she was in a great mood, made some really funny comments that I'll share with you here in a moment. Uh, and I think she just, she enjoys, you know, probably for her, it feels like, hey, I'm back home. I'm back here in the heartland with my peeps, especially since she just recently sp uh, spoke at the California Democrat convention. She's like, oh man, just, just get me back to the Midwest after that. So we're gonna share with you tonight some of the lighter mo moments from the day. This is the one that we have to start with because I love this dude was sitting like right behind me at the event. Love this guy's hat. Make Obama president <laughs> was with obviously the red, you know, mega make America great again hat. He's got his little Amy thing there. And I thought, let's see, make Obama MOPA. They're going to take they're going to take the mega movement and turn it into the MOPA movement. 
MOPA. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, also, uh, we had the Moorhead Mayor, Jonathan Judd. He was there to introduce Senator Klobuchar. For my fellow Fargonians, also want to make, make note of this, please. Mayor Tim Mahoney was supposed to be there to stump for Amy Klobuchar, but they ended up saying his plane couldn't make it. I don't know if that's true or not, but just so you're aware, fellow Fargonians, Mayor Tim Mahoney was there to stump for Amy Klobuchar, but that ended up not making it there. You may remember uh, when Senator Klobuchar, it was snowing like crazy uh, at her announcement. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. But also, uh, Senator Heitkamp was there. And so she introduced Senator Klobuchar. And just keep in mind, like, you take this for what it is. I'm going to play this. This is the, the actual introduction, the very first part of uh, Heidi Heitkamp introducing Amy Klobuchar. I'm not going to put a lot of context to it, but it didn't land very well in the room. I guess I'll put it nicely that way because this is an event for a presidential candidate, Amy Klobuchar. And the other thing is that so uh, this event was supposed to kick off at 1130. There was going to be like a press gaggle afterwards. Well, Heidi Heitkamp was 30 minutes late to the event. So we ended up not being able to ask Senator Klobuchar any questions because she had to go to another event because Senator Heidi Heitkamp was late. Then Heidi Heitkamp gets there. Here's how she introduces Amy Klobuchar. Eight short years ago, um, when I first started my campaign for the United States Senate, there was somebody who was more famous um, in Fargo-Moorhead than I ever was, and that was Amy Klobuchar. And every time I called her... There was somebody more famous in Fargo than I ever was. Take it for what it's worth. I just thought it was an interesting way to introduce a presidential Candidate. Here's some fun excerpts from Senator Klobuchar. Uh, you may remember this, and I'm going to get to her comment in a second, but I want to bring up this video for you just to remind you. When Senator Klobuchar actually made her, her announcement to run for the President of the United States, we all remember this video. I mean, she was in a massive snowstorm down in Minneapolis. It was just one of those snowstorms that we all were like dreading. She fought through the thing, you know, stood there, did her thing. People were talking about she looked like she was in a snow globe. There were some different comments around that. What was funny today is she talked about how her hairstylist wanted to be at the event and then was there and was freaking out because apparently she had sprayed some brown stuff on Amy's hair. She was all worried about it, you know, melting through the snow on Amy's face on national TV. And then I mentioned the snow globe thing. A lot of people were like, oh, that was kind of neat. She looked like she was in a snow globe. So Senator Klobuchar talked about this quick anecdote when she got back to D.C. after her announcement story out of that that Heidi will appreciate. I went to the Senate floor a few days later and some of our Republican colleagues gathered around me, I won't use names, and they said, you know, is it true uh, that you raised a million dollars in small dollar donations right after that in one day? And I'm like, yeah, it's true, but you know, half of it came from snow globe manufacturers. <laughs> and they go, really? <laughs> you guys are such Republicans, like seriously. So she took a nice little shot there at Republicans. They, they, their, their lack of sense of humor, maybe she was getting that there. Um, also, we all know that when you're giving a speech, not typically the best soundbite. If you're you know, saying, hey, that's when you're supposed to applaud. Well, we have one of those moments today. Here it is. So people say we have one goal, and that is having someone that can win, right? This is where you're supposed to clap. because. <laughs> 
about me, but it's about we have to win. Okay. So I love that after you hate Kennedy, Senator Amy Klobuchar, can she end up being the nominee for the Democrat Party and beat President Trump? She's not getting a lot of traction as of right now, but just would love to know your point of view on that. It was really great to have her here. I think one of the nice things about Senator Klobuchar, and she brought this up today, is that, hey, one of the good things about being from the Midwest is that I realize that milk doesn't come from a carton. You know, you go out to some other states across the country and they think, oh, the food just shows up on my table. That's cool. And Obviously, being here from the heartland and, and farm states, we realize that, no, there's a lot of work that goes into putting that milk into the carton. So uh, please share your point of view with us. A lot going on there.